0: Baseball lifestyle, baseball lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Stuff out, <laughs> Yes, I did get that on video and <laughs> recording. Good, I, I'm glad. Ready? Three, <laughs> two,
1: one. Welcome back to the ground to you, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Josh Gerson, along with my co-host, Bill Rohn. What up, guys? After some technical difficulties that you guys maybe didn't see or you did see, I'm not sure. We are back and ready to rock and roll. Um, before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe. Toss us a review. Share it with your friends. Let somebody know to watch this cool podcast. Uh, the Olympics started today. That's exciting. They did. Baseball's not in it, but it's fine. Baseball doesn't to be in exciting. to the Olympics. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good.
2: Snowball throwing. Yeah.
1: Um. So that's cool. Shohei Otani is the cover athlete of MLB The Show.
2: Right move. Obviously, Superstar first talked about here on this podcast before anywhere else yep. that he was going to be the best player in the league last year, potentially going to have a legendary season. Did do it. We predicted it. Uh. It, it's dope. It's dope. Yeah. Uh, how they intro did was dope. Everything else was dope. But the dopest part of the entire thing is the alternative cover That they did, uh, that, you know, so I'm a huge manga anime fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the cover uh, was done by uh, Takashi Okazaki. He is the artist for Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai is dope. If you guys have never watched it, you should get into it. Um, he, He killed it. He's a big Otani fan, mm-hmm. and he had done some stuff for the video game that Sony's done in the past for Afro Samurai. So it was an easy, like, hey, let's uh, let's work together on this cover. Yeah. Uh, cover art's super dope. Got the got the baseball bat where a samurai sword would be, mm-hmm. and the fire all around him, and just super, super cool. Uh, awesome work by the MLB The Show to tie in other pop culture. Mm-hmm that also will just like, i think is going to sell like yeah. crazy. Yep. I mean I'm going to get it as a as a as a poster for the office cuz I think it's so good.
1: Now did that artist also like put together
2: his <clears throat> like like the video aspect of it? Uh, I doubt that he did like okay. the but if if I didn't see the animation that came with it, I've only <clears throat> I've only seen the what? cover. Art. I I didn't want to do it before like I wanted to be able to sit down to watch it all and I hadn't had time. Oh my God! Do you want to watch it? Like, have me like watch, watch it? I right? think
1: you should watch it while we're on this podcast. Um, that's why I thought. Okay, so you've only seen the. I've cover. I've only seen the cover. Oh, so you have no idea. I thought he did the gotcha. cover art. Oh, it's actually it's absolutely electric. Oh wow! It is so sick. Okay, cool. So I'll see. We'll see if we can get this put in on the video version, guys. If you haven't watched it, pause the podcast and go watch the uh, announcement for the alternate cover. It is absolutely epic. Bill's beginning to watch it right now. I need you to narrate. Let him know your feelings, thoughts, etc.
2: Okay, Otani on two different sides of a wall. One side, he is a pitcher. One side, he is a hitter.
1: Dennis is getting up to go watch it. I haven't seen it. Absolutely epic.
2: playing up on his dual roles. Yep. Now he's on fire, the ball is on fire, he's chucking it, his bats mm-hmm. on fire. He's also hitting it. Then they flip back to him in real life. Mm-hmm. So the backside of the cover mm-hmm. is actually dope. Um, based off the artistic styles of, so like, so you can see the backside. Yeah, what you got? Of, oh word! I actually think that they did that's a, tight. a fantastic. Is it gonna job. Be, Oh, so
1: this is probably gonna be like one of like a metal covers. Yes, right.
2: Oh, that's sick. And then obviously got. It's so epic. the f- the front side right. of of this. Um, so again, I would say that based off the the two different artistic designs, I don't think uh, that he did the the animation for it. I could be wrong, okay. uh, but the animation looks much different than. Mm-hmm
1: but the concept is obviously right i mean for the
2: release of what it was going to be but no i would say that he didn't then animate it uh at least it doesn't look like and if he did animate it he was going quick uh because his artistic designs and some of the things that he does from a from a a, a drawing side like mm-hmm. his artistic look um to to give reference is just much more dynamic than right. that uh so but, uh, I mean, I, I think the cover is incredible. Uh, I think that they did an amazing job. Super, super cool. Way to tie in a whole bunch of different things in there. Uh, yeah, man, fun. Just more fun. MLB having fun. Doing stuff like this is the things that make sense. You know, the, the, uh, the NFL does a lot of stuff with Marvel to make their football players into superheroes. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of, like, you can get, like, you know, a Saquon Barkley, like, superhero doll. Like, all that stuff is is cool. Um, seeing this, again, cool to tie in the culture, right? Like, let's be real. Like, there are... There are animes and there are mangas and stuff that are about baseball players Mm -hmm. baseball is huge in Japan Um, they make it like you know I'm I'm gonna turn it up and gasses up a fastball and it comes in and is looping different ways and all of the things that you think about of a fighting anime they just relate it into a sport so Mm -hmm. um, cool to see them like tie both those things together bring the whole thing around I have to think that the physical copy of this outsells every physical copy that's ever happened I'm gonna put. A, I'm gonna put. I'm. I'm going to put a small. Uh, like I'll wager on this one. Okay. I, I got 20 bucks that says more. More physical copies of this edition sell than it has sold since you could start to stream.
1: Yeah, I think it, <clears throat> this definitely feels like more the first game in a while. Anyway, where I look at it, it's like this is a collector piece. Like yes. I, I want to have the physical yes. game. I, I want the anime version. I want to have that on my shelf.
2: And yes. Just be there. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely like. I would say I'm going to buy the physical version, even YouTube. if I have a download code for yep. the regular game. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the normal version because it's just absolutely dope. It's dope. Do you know voices, Afro Samurai? No, Samuel L. Jackson.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: You're out here like how how do I not watch any of this stuff? It's because y'all y'all think I'm bugging when I'm like, you guys should wa- get. Is it like... American anime? So yeah,
1: kind of. Yeah. Okay.
2: Like there's always two versions, sub dub. Um, but yeah, man, like there's some that just you should get into. Mm-hmm. Like you wanna go another samurai one if anybody's just into those recommendations. Samurai shampoo, like, that's like hip hop music, everything else, like culture, that's just a wave. That's a that's a vibe. You looking so, at Dennis. Does he watch that also? Dennis, Dennis, I know, is more willing to get down get on
0: anime. reading a manga or watching an anime. Dennis is just obsessed with Pokemon Legends Arceus right now. So I'm
2: literally, I'm, I'm gonna buy, I'm buying a, a Switch, switch. Okay. Uh, so that I can play Pokemon with Dennis, because I was playing Pokemon with Dennis and I, we, we stopped playing <laughs> because it was very difficult. Uh, I'm very demanding.
0: Oh, you're asking a lot of Dennis's time? I'm asking a lot of Dennis's time. Literally had nothing to do with that. It was just I lost interest in the game. <laughs> but weren't you up at like 6 o'clock two days ago to, to play? D- different something?
1: Game. different, different game. game. Different game. Oh, okay. Okay. So the newest,
2: different the newest Pokemon game is like an RPG. It's like more of a like open world, legitimate, like build your character and go to town. Okay. And there's like like, think of Destiny but Pokemon. Okay. Gotcha. Like the game never has to end. Like, there, the the hope the hope is that, like, multiplayer combat, like, compete for titles, like, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, what Pokemon always should have had. Because, like, I don't even understand it. Like, why wouldn't you make a video game where, like, in today's, like, era where you could literally have people around the entire globe compete? Like, you have Hearthstone contests. You have League of Legends contests. You have all this stuff. mm mm-hmm. And you don't have a Pokemon one. What's up with the missed opportunities here?
1: I mean, would, uh, no. Would you say Pokemon Go is like kind of like that? Or you no,
2: because like no. you have to be live in person near right. the person to connect. Oh, okay. Versus like doing it in a traditional sense, like on PC or on a console, mm-hmm. right? Like, and they absolutely should do it. But the problem has always been is that Pokemon will never go off platform. It's literally how Nintendo makes their money now, right, but I feel like if they were to ever let one game become cross platform, mm-hmm. it would be that they should do it for the RPG version of it
1: I think they uh only the show's going to be on the switch,
2: yeah, again, they're trying to get more that's and more cross platform yep. and that and that's that's what I'm saying like cross platform connectivity has become a bigger and bigger thing, mm-hmm. um, speaking of which just funny sidebar. did you guys see that Bungie was bought by Sony? yeah? So Bungie, which was originally part of Xbox's, like, original, like, cachet of, of like, companies. They're the originals who made Halo. Um, were bought by uh, Sony. But Bungie's best game right now is Destiny 2. But Destiny 2 is a cross-platform game. So you just bought something from...
1: Are the new uh, Call of Duty's cross-platform? Yes. Okay. Because didn't Xbox just buy the rights to those?
0: Yeah.
2: All all the Call of Duty? But, like, more people play Call of Duty every day by a wide margin for play Destiny 2 anymore. Destiny faded because they just didn't do a good job. Yep. So, like, you bought a company. Then, meanwhile, Halo's out here. Killing it. The Killing TV it. TV show is coming out. TV show coming yeah. out. They got game. I, I'm going to watch that. I'm super curious. And Xbox is like, yeah, what's up, guys? We, we got it all. Mm-hmm. We're, we're coming for the title. Yep. We took a nap for a, for a, a console generation. But yeah, set, s- still, I can't find one. I want to get an Xbox, Xbox Series X. Oh, Series X, yeah. I can't <laughs> find a Series X to save my life. Anybody listening to the show right now who has the ins on get me one, I could make a personal call to somebody who probably could find me one. I will trade you multiple PlayStation Fours. <laughs> I got you all day, all day. Fair trade, fair denomination. So that was that was a that was a big piece of news. But one of the one of the other things, like, because this, we're obviously uh, getting to the point that pitchers and catchers would be reporting, yeah. but there is no movement on that side. So we're out here just searching for information. I saw something today. Big story. Okay. Big story. Did you hear about Cedric Mullins? Oh, I saw there was an article about it. I didn't. I didn't get to read it. Cedric Mullins, before the season, was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, had to get six inches of his intestines removed before the season, and went out and had the greatest season of his life. After losing twenty pounds because he had his intestines removed. What a beast! What an what absolute monster! What a dog! Um. In other news, my wife was just somewhere and got into the wrong car. <laughs> what uh, my wife just messaged our group chat for the for this entire thing uh i got in the wrong car boop boop she just gets a thumbs up for that one that's a standard melissa move right goodness there. gracious just <laughs> happened to pick the one
1: car that's unlocked and, yep oh goodness got in that's Some, gonna, that's got to be uncomfortable somebody sitting there where am i <laughs> <laughs> what if you're at
2: well speaking of which i got into somebody else's car okay two days ago uh, somebody was parked in our parking lot Taking up all of our spots in the Oh nor- you, you did do that In the northeast it, there was a lot of snow So a person was parked in all of our parking spots In a giant rental truck uh, So I got in the rental truck And I moved it for that person uh, Because it, it was required Savage. So t- both of us m- Me and my wife Both in other people's cars this week That we didn't know uh, so it's a family trait. It's a family mm. trait, but yeah, back to Cedric Mullins. That's crazy. The only 30, 30 player in baseball last year, dude had his, had like just lost all his intestines and none of that was like talked about at all. Like he didn't even like, like let everybody know. No excuses. He either. just went out of there. No excuses. Play like a champion. Yep. Right. Like crushed. And that's, that's crazy. And for people who don't know, like we talk about, you know, cancer, we talk about this, we talk about that if you don't know about people who have like autoimmune issues and who have Crohn's disease and who have colitis and who have all this stuff, like imagine that occasionally you poop blood like in like courts and it's like the inside of your body is being ripped out by itself. That's what he was going through for parts of his career. So I'm sure for him, that was like, hey, I got to go get this checked out. And they were like, hey, by the way, yeah, you have this. And it's so bad because you had been not diagnosed for so long that we actually have to go and remove your intestines so that we can get rid of the area that's terrible. Like, guys, the fact that the homie was playing with that, you don't absorb food appropriately. Like, you can't do a whole bunch of stuff. Cedric Mullins was playing. This is on top of having Trey Mancini on his team. Also. Trey Mancini's on his team. Like, I'm saying. Crazy. Like, maybe we should move the team out of ball. Like, like Orioles should just move. Maybe it's, it's something in the water. Like, well, I mean,
1: and that's, that's part of the whole CBA thing. Is like they need some type of spend floor. Or that's been discussed as a spend floor because <laughs> the Orioles spend about $11 on their team last year. And didn't bring up prospects like Adley Rushman to have any type of competition. And you so, have you have this guy you know, who's like Cedric Mullins and Trey Mancini it, out here. Cedric
2: Mullins is probably going to be a guy who leaves the team in in twelve months. You know, because he's going to get to the point that that he can't be there anymore.
1: Or yeah, he doesn't he doesn't need to be. He he he
2: deserves a pay. Oh, he deserves get, get the peg. But you guys yeah. you guys should have to pay him. ASAP. I want to uh, see what his contract is. But uh, I mean, I think he's got four years of service time at this point. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if like he's he's only got two more years left. And if you're gonna trade him, yeah, gonna I feel like right I feel like now like he's a guy who is a trade like a trade deadline piece. He's gonna be a guy who ends up getting moved if he continues to have the year that he had last year. If he has that year trade deadline, he's gone. Great right because because that that gives the other team one more year of his stuff the orioles can restock reload with somebody else's prospects mm-hmm. and get moving but that's if we get a season going and right now it
1: looks like we're gonna have a delay they had a meeting they had a meeting on what monday and tuesday they're having another meeting today or tomorrow just talking about different issues and they were doing like economics and things earlier in the week they're doing more like miscellaneous rules and things i know Something that was discussed though was the DH, and that seems like it's definitely going to be a go.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hype.
1: Yep. Hype for the Mets. Yep. Some we're we're getting somebody. I, I saw Robbie of,
2: Cano gets to just slide in with that and bro, do nothing.
1: Bro, I saw a lot of people asking for Kyle Schwarber for the Mets. Yeah.
2: Dude, I I don't. Know I don't where, know. Where do you play all the guys that they already have He's, as a DH? But how are you going to play him? Who like if he know. DHs? The reality is genuinely if he DHs. You're going to have one of J.D. Davis, Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonzo, or why am I blanking on his name? Smith. Dom Smith. Uh, They're getting traded on the Somebody's bench. I'm a But like any of those guys has to be on the that's bench. Like, and I don't know how, yeah, why yeah. you would. Like, that's right now. That's right now. Sure. With a DH, yep. One of those guys is sitting on a regular um, basis. And
1: Cano. And Cano. The the Mets news in general has been like. It's, they're like pushing this narrative we want to trade JD Davis McNeil and Dom Smith
2: uh listen I like, I, I agree yeah I think that they, they should the, reality, the the only guy who I don't think that they really should trade from a quality standpoint mm-hmm. Jeff McNeil I think is a really really good player yep. I think last year culturally like it just didn't match so I, I I think moving on from him makes sense uh Dom Smith I I just wonder how much last year's like batting issues was just the whole team sucked mm-hmm. because he had been a good hitter for years. Yeah. And Conforto had been a good hitter for years and then everybody and they didn't have continuity in a hitting coach this season. Yeah. Like, for like
1: the majority of the season. So it was,
2: I, I feel like you're trading too many guys at a low except for JD because JD is just all he does is hit. Yep. And, and all he does is drop bombs and he's cheap. I just don't know why, uh, why that has to happen. Um, I, I, and I'm, and I'm concerned that they trade people too soon and they don't get enough value. And, like, that's my big thing. The the Mets need more top-end talent. Mm-hmm. And I think they've gotten some pretty solid top-end talent this past offseason. Like, our center field is going to be great. But where are we putting guys? Kana is playing right field right now, right? Yeah. Or, and occasionally some first base. But Dom Smith could play some first base. Pete Alonzo could DH. That would give you better defense in the outfield, but Nimmo's got to move to left or right, mm-hmm. like so. I th- too many I th- guys. I think the Mets are going to try and make some type of move,
1: free agency wise, when all of this ends, whenever mm-hmm. it does end. Um, and I also think to make room for whoever that is, they're going to trade one of the guys we just mentioned for not a high end piece, some type of mid. I want to say middle of the road, like hitter or pitcher, probably a pitcher. Um, I'm not sure who exactly, but I know that they also put out that they want to try and add another arm that's like on a top end level. So there's a, there's a lot of question marks coming out of free agency and it seems like they're going to have to move quick because it doesn't look like they're going to get this ironed out before the actual season or before like normal spring training starts.
2: I actually think, I I actually think that, uh, that benefits the Mets more than other teams. Because the Mets have all the money in the world, like they just don't care yep. if they don't make a. Steve is ready oh, to go we, to three hundred mil. We make a bad decision, I don't care. Yep. Just take my money. Yep. Right? Because I think in his mind, he's like, if I lose a hundred million dollars a year on this team, I don't care. So as long as they make two hundred million, I can spend three hundred, no problem. Yep. So there's still a lot of room left to go vertical. Hmm. Um. And then the the other side of it is, is this the last year of Cano?
1: Yes, I believe so. So,
2: like, this is Cano's last actual, like, money-making season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he's got $20 million that comes off the books after that. Yep. So, like, they're going to spend that money again on what? So, why not just spend on a guy who you, like, who can take that spot a year later? Um, I would say, yes, I'm with you. The pitching staff still needs somebody. They got DeGrom, Scherzer. Carrasco, I think, is better than last year was. I think it was just so much weirdness with him yeah um but he's also getting older i don't think he's going to be a three starter Tywan walker we have no idea what he is tyler mcgill though like we don't know what he is either the first half when he was pitching right and then he got tired because it's the most innings he ever did and he was he was whatever mm-hmm. he's really really good that's um, what i'm saying we
1: we need someone who we currently had to step up to be our number three or we need to go get someone that
2: we know is a number three well because don't we also have uh what's his name coming back peterson Sure. But you and me saw Peterson, and it was I the exact <laughs> thing. Peterson would go back and forth, and he'd be an absolute
1: stud. His top end is phenomenal, but it's not often. So I well, have that, him as a 4-5. Is that
2: the inconsistency? Because last year was his worst year.
1: But it was also it, was like it was second everybody, year. But it was also yeah.
2: everybody on. It wasn't his first second year. Yeah, it is. No, Peterson had pitched before that with us. That was the, his Tw- second full year. Oh, yeah. He, he was here in 2019? I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I know he definitely shoved in 2020. That's why it was like, oh, Peterson's the guy. I might be wrong. I don't know. Could I be wrong? I did see also that it looks like they uh, – the MOEPA is – like they're in, a, in in an effort to find some common ground for the CBA. They are um, probably going we to take Doug and
2: it's David Peterson.
1: Yeah, Whatever. Doug Todd David whatever.
2: Well Doug Doug Peterson is a NFL coach. I know. Well he wasn't an NFL coach. Was an NFL coach. <laughs> was an
0: NFL coach. Oh, so Keno has another year on his deal. It's not done after this one. So that's so why they need Don't like that.
1: That's why they need uh really tired of him. Um oh so it looks like they're going to uh, agree on doing the the war concept for the top 30 players. Um as a in an effort to kind of get this thing done. I know oh. that there's still um what was the uh, big thing that there's giant gap on? The uh, like the pre the the bonus pool of money. I believe they're a hundred million off from what their their ask is. Like the the MLB wants to do a ten million dollar pool, and the PA wants a hundred million dollar pool. For what? For uh, pre-arbitration bonus pool money. For like those top thirty guys.
2: Oh, so like the the war only matters, but there's only like ten million dollars in it correct yeah that doesn't make sense and that's what i'm
1: saying the pas they are 90 million separate on their number for the i store. gotta look into that because i have to yeah. understand
2: exactly what they're trying to think with that my my thought would be that like if, if we're going based off of the war like it's a hundred percent on war but
1: so so that's what i'm saying i don't even know if they fully understand what each wants if one like that's so vastly different of what the offer is I need to look into it more also, but that just doesn't make sense that they would ask for something so substantially higher, but maybe that's more, maybe maybe, um, they're putting that number, the the MLB is putting that number because they don't want to do it, so it's like, hey, cool, you're going to be $10 million, but that's it, that's all we're going to offer. I don't know. I know there's a lot of stuff that they are not even remotely close on,
2: so... We'll see how it all kind of progresses. The MLBPA drops the proposed bonus pool allotment from $105 million to $100 The core owners are likely to put forth their proposal on Tuesday. The union put forth only small changes relative to its pass-off. The most meaningful alterations are twofold. Uh, While the MLB had pushed for a $105 million pool, they reduced that number to $100 million in today's proposal. That's still far above the $10 million that uh, MLB has envisioned for those bonus allotments, leaving a massive gap yet to be bridged. Uh, As they said yesterday, accounting for the fact that the PA is hoping to spread that money to a smaller group of players than MLB would like. Given the union's push for players reaching arbitration earlier in their careers, the uh, other known modification to the union's offer involves ins- uh, uh, disincentivized service time gaming. Uh, the MLB is seeking to allow uh, the PA is seeking to allow players to earn a full year of service based upon their finishes in various awards voting and placements on wins above replacement leaderboards. The union's most recent offer would grant a full year of service to catchers and infielders who finish among the top seven in each league in their position war rankings. Outfielders, starting pitchers, and relief pitchers who land among the top 20 in their league by war at each position will also pick up a bonus year. Um, that's a lot less. So, again, like everybody, if, if we're using war as the thing, I think that, like, $10 million just seems so, so small. But $100 million doesn't seem like it makes any sense.
1: The hundred million was for you said less players to receive just more money? The
2: play the PA is saying that they want it to only be allotted to these guys. The MLB is saying that it's for every person. So like it's also the MLB is giving smaller money and wants it to be spread across more people. Right. The PA wants more money and wants it spread across less people. Right. So either way. And that that seems <laughs> like a big sticking point for everybody. And like, who's going to make the move? It seems like both of them are being wild and reckless. Yeah, maybe that lands somewhere in the middle. But what is fifty million dollars for? That's what I have to do some research on. Mm-hmm. Because if it's only for one season, how many arbitration guys do you have? It's not like a ton, and then it's also from that group. How many of them are top tier players? So, and that's but that that becomes the thing, right? So imagine right now. Who do the Mets have going to arbitration? Uh, Dom 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 Smith it? is coming up.
1: Pete yeah. Alonzo is coming up. Yep.
2: Nimo's in it. So, like, if you had Nimo and Pete Alonzo, based mm. off of WAR, you, the Met, the Mets right off the off the cap would be at least thirty million dollars to those two guys. Right. So that's way above the ten million dollars that they're saying that they would allow for the allotment just in those two Mm -hmm. um the pa i think is right in saying that the pool should be higher i just don't think it needs to be a hundred million because really the hundred million only helps out if your team has three guys who are the best in the world like juan soto juan soto would be welcome to 40 million dollars in war right yep right yep now if you had one other guy who was like trey turner-esque at the same time on that team let's say he was in, in the same boat from an arbitration standpoint he's not but if he had been you're probably going to have to pay him 25 million. So now you're looking at mm-hmm. 65 million between those two spots. It to me makes the most sense that that allotment number has to be north of 60 uh, 50 million. I would be fine with it not being 100 but I think that you're bugging to say 10. Because That's pretty much just what have people it, been roughly getting in arbitration like 18?
1: Something
2: well, like your first year in arbitration, like for like, the top end guys, I don't remember even who your was first like year recently. of arbitration, you get like a million bucks. That's it, yeah. Mike Trout, I'm pretty sure, got like the record. They paid him like a million dollars in his first year of like you, okay, you're making more than the minimum.
0: Trying to think and he made a million
2: dollars, you know what I mean, like right. That's that we, he was highly underpaid. What they're saying is, is if we pay, if we if we pay uh Trout, Trout's only going to get four million because we have ten million dollars total. Mm-hmm. So even though we're going based off of War, we're doing War and then we're pulling it down. Right. I I think that 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 again, like the MLB is drunk, and and the PA can't move off of this. They pitched that deal. It can't be ten million dollars though. You guys can't, because then no, you guys are pretty be. much just getting to the point that it's arbitration anyway. It's actually better for you guys. Arbitrate, like, none of that means anything. Oh, yeah, no. On the top end, like, the most was 10. But that's later in arbitration. That's not right. year one arbitration. Right, yeah, 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 I'm saying year one. No, there's some guys who have made, like, $18 million in the final year of arbitration.
1: Okay. So then yeah, I'm just saying Lindor, I'm just looking at, like recently.
2: Lindor, I think made 18 million million in his last year of arbitration. Like the Met, like Edwin Diaz is the highest on the Mets with
1: 10.4. Right, but that's right now. Right, I'm I'm just saying cuz that's like what they're kind of Yeah, some you'll make a little more. Okay.
0: Um, I do, I do
1: think that they need to find like some type of I mean I, I guess they're going to try and work on it, but I don't, it seems like their thought processes are just wildly different if it's 10 versus 100
2: yeah so so francisco lindor made 316k in 2015 5 uh 540k in 2016 579 in 2017 623 in 2018 so that's his first four years then in his first year of arbitration he made 10.5 okay in his second year he made 6.5 then he went to the Mets and he made forty-three million. <laughs> like that's what's broken. That's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you can't make it ten. That's a. That's and all of those years, he was considered a top-five shortstop. Facts, like, and that's why we've been saying. Like, I think that the, the the um, my man on the race, Why am I blanking on his name? Wander Franco. Wander. Wander. His contract makes sense because he bought out those years where he would have only made five hundred k. He's getting what, like fifteen a year or something like that. Like, I think he's making eighteen or twenty or a year. Yeah, like, oh yes,
1: yes, it is eighteen. That's right. So
2: like he he's making, and I said to you like he'll make more money in his first ten years of being in the MLB than Lindor. More money, also. like oh, Lindor. So so, but think about that. Lindor just made forty three million dollars. Yep. And Lindor won't catch up to. Uh, what wander's making until 2024 season or the 2025 season in like in career earnings in career earnings like wander has wander by age 32 mm-hmm. and Lindor at age 32 will have made identical amounts of money
0: wander's only making 16.5 a year 16.5 okay
2: but 16.5 versus and this is in year 2 and in year 2 Lindor made 540k, so he's making 16.5 when he made 540, Mm -hmm. right? So like he's making 16 million dollars more for the next three years than Lindor had made. So by the time he gets to arbitration, where Lindor made 10, he will have already have made somewhere in the ballpark of 48 million dollars more than Lindor had made earlier in his life. When you then take into account being able to invest that money, the Wander deal is perfect. It's perfect with what the rules have been. My issue is it's not about Wanders anymore because now we have this idea. You sign uh, fr- you, you, you sign uh, uh, all the young heads to these big, long deals when they're 21-22 mm-hmm. if they've proven that they're the guy. Soto's not signing because he wants to be a Met. Um but he's also gonna cost five hundred million dollars. But he, he'll, he'll wait and Steve going. <laughs> sure. He'll go, he'll walk up to Steve after he's a free agent and he'll say hello, sir. This like, is my number on a post This this he'll is my number. Yeah. I want ten years, five hundred million dollars. Will you be the person to do it? And Steve says, What I make? Steve says to? here, do would you like it in cash? I have it in a pool <laughs> on on the seventeenth floor of my you know my bad house down <laughs> downstairs underground layer Mm -hmm. Uh, that he just has having an actual bitcoins he'll actually (laughs) walk to the wall and he'll pull off a piece of artwork and he'll be like here you go you just go sell this to somebody you (laughs) sell this now so actually here's all of your money for your entire career decide when you want to sell this Mm -hmm. to make what you want to make yep Um, just look at it for a while facts you just start selling like letting people look at it you can make money facts a couple million dollars every year you ever want to sell it 500 million stacking cash right on you it's a lot in taxes. Maybe you want to sell that in a place that has less sell taxes. In Texas? Yeah. Uh, you probably got to sell it somewhere else. Yeah. I wouldn't sell it in America. I'd be sell it in me. Monaco? I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be in Switzerland. Switzerland, I'd true. I'd be making moves. I'd be making moves. Um, <laughs> did you know that there are places like free ports that you can have like assets and things on, and they don't actually count as part of the country? So as long as you don't bring it into the country. It can sit there in storage and not get touched.
1: Like the physical port counts as uh, international waters? Yeah. Oh, it's dope. It's like a nothing thing. So you
2: can then go there and you can see all of your possessions. It's connected to the land, though? It's not just something? Okay. Yeah. But and it's at like airports and things like that. Like okay, you, you, you have these little zones where so like as long as you don't sign and take over the property at any given time, it could just sit there. So now you don't have to pay taxes, you don't have to do anything because you haven't taken the asset in. Mm-hmm. There's right?
0: one in Delaware. So oh, like, Dennis, good Dennis, find. Dennis
2: out here because Dennis is like Bill's lying. This can't. You're be, lying. This can't be an actual real thing.
0: <laughs> and he's like, sure, sure as hell no, is. No, I was just curious where the nearest one was. What.
2: So. That's the one you know of. There's one in New York City. I won't I'm tell sure anybody. I won't,
0: I, won't, I won't let anybody know about the which is that? The things I know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that, go, go make your stacks. Uh, but separate from that, it's the guys who are like the, the Confortos of the world. Like mm-hmm. Michael Conforto for the Mets or Noah Syndergaard or Jacob deGrom or any of these other guys, they were really, really good players. But later, Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso made more money – in his career, winning home run derbies than he has from being a player. Yep. I'll repeat that again. I've said it on the show before. We all know it. But we'll say it again for, for enthusiasm for the topic. Pete Alonso has made more money winning the MLB home run derby at the All-Star Game than he has made as a player. That is what's broken. Is like Pete's out here like one day of work, baby. Makes me all my cash. Makes me all the stuff I need. That dude has has the record for most home runs that a rookie has ever hit. He's one of a handful of players who have hit 50 in their lifetimes. And the dude made $500,000 to go do that. That is broken. That dude should have been able to go to his war and be like, I am a top five first baseman. Pay me mm-hmm. fourteen million. This year is his first year making some actual cash. But what's the actual cash? Seven million dollars. Seven million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what would Pete? Alonso? Comparatively speaking, he's pull, made like what? One pull, pull million dollars. On. Dennis, pull, do me so, But do me a favor, Dennis. Pull me up top, like top salaries for first baseman. Like, who's the highest paid first baseman in the game right now? Separate from what, Albert Pujols. When
0: Freddie gets paid, it'll be Freddie.
2: So it'd be so. Let's say it's gonna be Freddie. So Freddie is a better player than Pete.
0: Yes. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Number one. Paul Goldschmidt, he's making twenty six million.
2: So I would say Paul Goldschmidt and Pete are are comparable,
0: except for Goldschmidt's thirty four.
1: Sure, sure, fine, but I, I mean his glove's probably better. I think Pete's underrated with his glove.
2: I'll, I'm I, with you. I agree. I agree, but I, I don't <laughs> think Pete's a liability. No, definitely not. Um, and I would say that his power is is the best in the game. Like, Pete's ability to turn a ball and send it out Mm -hmm. is the best in the game. Now, that doesn't mean he hits the most home runs all the time, has the best batting average, any of these other things. But In terms of raw power. Raw raw power hitter at that that. position, scare the pants off of somebody that he might, like, hit one out. Now, Paul Goldschmidt last year was a 6-1 war. Pete Alonzo finished with a 4-2, right? What's Goldschmidt's full contract? Do you have that up? But so let's let's even say that Pete should be making based off of that number, if Paul's making twenty seven and Pete's thirty three percent less mm-hmm. of war, Pete should be making sixty seven percent of that contract. It's like twenty. Right? That's eighteen million. So he's making seven. Mm-hmm. He's damn near three times less than he should be getting paid. What you got, Dietz?
0: So he's halfway through a five year one hundred and thirty million dollar contract.
1: Okay. Pete's a free agent at thirty in twenty twenty five. That's he's it's
2: Pete. Pete. He's Paul Goldschmidt. Yep. It's the same thing. You you bring up these guys when they're already older guys, mm-hmm. and then they don't get to the bag until late in their career. Now Goldschmidt's aging pretty well. Oh yeah. Um. But Pete's already twenty seven. Yep. Like, and Pete's only had two and a half seasons in MLB. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But his OPS is damn 900 it's a great player and that dude is making nothing so so let me ask you this all
1: right if you're steve are you are you paying pete his like long-term deal when he gets to 30
2: honestly no okay right this second because mark vientos exists (laughs) like my Mark Vientos' love mm-hmm. runs runs deep goes deep here. <laughs> uh uh Vientos is a good power hitter 63 he could still add some size he'd be a better defensive player than Pete. I don't think he'd be the home run hitter that Pete is. Um but if there's a DH in the world. So. But if there's a DH in the world, I could see Pete moving full time there and Vientos going for first base. Well, Vientos Orkana will probably be going, there. Huh? This is going to be here soon. This year, maybe next year. And he's younger than than Brett Beatty, who's the best player in the in the system, right this second. Mm-hmm. Um, Francisco Alvarez, a catcher. I, I think this is the last year that he's not the catcher. Okay. Um, but I, I don't think that they're going to pay him early because they're going to let McCann's money run out before they ever consider giving him the bag. Yep. Um, but what what's the incentive to pay a guy early? Uh, I guess if it's unless you can outpace a, a dollar amount, right? So,
1: so that's that's why Wander Franco is like the, the perfect example. Exactly. Uh, honestly, I would say Ozzy Albie's is another great example. Yeah, he. I mean, his contract like sucks for the amount of talent he has. He's getting paid like eight million dollars a year for like the next
2: six. But years, didn't they jump years. Albie's even earlier?
1: Yes, it was super early and that's why everyone was like, What are you doing? Like you're gonna be a like an expensive second
2: baseman. But, but Ozzy Albies again, I don't think the deal is as bad as everybody thinks it is. And maybe I'm wrong. I could I I could've I remember it being like a big topic of like this
1: this is not ideal. Let me see. His contract is through twenty twenty seven he makes seven million dollars a year. So it was, call it twenty twenty. Call it an eight year, eight years, forty two million dollars. So when did that deal get signed? Um, 2020? 2021?
2: No, so he on April eleventh, twenty nineteen, the second bas- baseman Ozzie Albie's agreed on an extension. So that was after Ozzie Albie's. 20- oh, seven years, thirty five. That was after Ozzie Albie's. 2018 season yeah so my question is and my my thing to that is after 2018 Ozzie Albies was a 757 OPS second baseman Mm -hmm. he had not made an all he did not then make an all-star game the year after the year after that this past year he finally made the all-star game again but he batted 259 with a 799 OPS Mm -hmm. now I but he hit 30 home runs Right, so he he, and a Gold Glove caliber second baseman, th- thousand percent. Um, my thing is, is that when you when you look at what he's got, and you look at when they signed him, mm-hmm. they bought out 2019, 20, and twenty one. Right for the team, it's a great deal. I think for the player, it's a good deal. I think you can get more money than this. But season. I but when's the when's the contract up? Twenty twenty seven when he's thirty does it end in 2027? Yep. Yeah, then he got screwed. Yeah. Then he screwed himself. Cuz like he he the the 7-year deal isn't even long. It doesn't get you out truly at the at the height of yourself. Probably getting out at 29 would have made sense. But he was overpaid for how good he was for 3 years. This last year is the first year where you're like, okay, now I got to start thinking about it. Mhm. Because the other years he was in it like even the year he was an All-Star when he was young, like he wasn't a superstar because like, when we're if we're looking at because because the idea with him is you have to look at like francisco Lindor, right he hasn't actually even graduated yet to the full
1: seven million per year it was 1 million for 1920 three million for 21 this year he's making five and then next year he gets to seven
2: yeah so if it's seven years 35 million dollars it's actually five million dollars a year Right average, yes. Right. Yep. So it's an average of five million dollars a year. Mum right. my thing is again, you go back in time for where his contract was and where he was. Twenty eighteen was also his first actual year of counting. Right. So he wouldn't have exited He he would still be for so sure. twenty he'd be he'd be on the minimized version of things for 2019, twenty nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Twenty four would be the first time he'd be a free agent. Yep. And he's a free agent after twenty six. He's a free agent after thirty. No, after twenty twenty oh, six. Twenty seven, after no, twenty seven in twenty seven in, in
1: year twenty twenty eight. He's a free agent.
2: Yeah, then his agents <laughs> his agents got hosed. Yeah, a little bit. I'd stop playing baseball. I'd just quit. Just Antonio around this thing. Yeah, get me off this team. <laughs> yeah, but to put it in perspective, like Albie's best year of his career was as good as the first year that uh francisco lindor ever played baseball okay like francisco lindor's got an 821 career ops Mm -hmm. and albie's career ops at this point is 802 and that's buoyed by the fact that he has one year where he's in 852 he's been above 802 out of five years so like I look at that and I go, he's a poor man's Lindor. Right now he's making more money. He's gonna he's getting crushed in in from twenty twenty four on. He's getting
1: crushed. Mm-hmm. So to answer the question, the doing that only makes sense if it's good for both sides, buying out their arbitration and things like the Wander Franco situation. Ozzy Albie's on the other hand, it seems like the player got hosed more than the team. For what the team's gonna get for the
2: next six years, um, and obviously that's the topic of the yeah no hundred hundred percent I look at Albie's now looking at his deal for sure like he did the wrong thing but then you look at like Tatis Tatis did the right thing yep right I would say because that-, that was
1: a big thing uh, was his uh annual earnings on yeah. that too everyone was like whoa you're only gonna make twenty million a year like what do you mean. You're easily a thirty million a year guy if you wait till free agency. But it's like guys, it's you're like, not why? understanding that I'm going to make
2: five hundred thousand dollars this year. Yep. Now I'm making twenty. Like I'm getting paid more today. Yeah, I'll get paid more then, but it doesn't make sense. But this is the this is the dynamic with the players' association and the problem. They want to see guys make thirty five million dollars because it pushes up the average annual deals. The problem of that is, is that it only ends up being that that only helps a small percentage of the population. Tatis taking $20 million a year helps the guy who helps Trey Turner. It helps Trey Turner because he's a guy who's about to come up on free agent. It helped mm-hmm. all these shortstops, Correa, all these guys. Yep. It's going to help all of them because they're going to look at his total money. So yep. it doesn't matter that he signed it less years. They're going to ask for his total
1: money. Oh, the, anybody who pushes the the pay ceiling the is, pay, is The pay, the gross. Right,
2: the gross. Absolutely. Go for the gross. Yep. Don't worry about the other things. Don't worry about the other stuff. But also, at the same time, do what's best for you. Yeah. Do what's best for you and for a lot of these guys it's that. So, like, going back to Pete, Pete's already 27. It doesn't make sense for the Mets to do it at right. this point. Right? And then what do you even pay Pete? Because if Pete says, yeah, you know what, like, I want Goldschmidt's contract. Would you buy out? Would you do a seven-year, hundred and forty million dollars for Pete? How old is he right now?
0: Twenty-seven. It would bring him to
2: thirty-four. Yeah, It'd I probably pay would. Twenty
0: million dollars a year. So like, I would. So this might be the comp then, because Eric Hosmer right now he's thirty-two years old. He's halfway through an eight-year, hundred and forty-four million dollar deal that he signed when he was twenty-eight, uh, which is about twenty-one million a year.
2: And I think he's better than Hosmer.
1: I would say they're comparable. I'd still say Hosmer is a better glove.
2: You're, you're, you overdo glove. No, I'm just saying
1: when, when, when you look at uh, a first baseman is more two-dimensional. It's like, can you field and can you hit? It's not about can you run, do you have range, like whatever. It's yeah, but I think you – Freddie Freeman's you, an MVP because he rakes and
2: also is a goal glove. But glower. I think you vastly overrate glove. Eric but, Hosmer. Uh, but, so, Eric Hosmer hit 12 home runs last year. He was a one-war. For sure. So, so so he's four. So, so that's what I'm saying. I think is Tim four times. I think better. Pete's
1: a better hitter than Hosmer, which outweighs the fact that his glove isn't as good. So in to answer to Dennis's question, yes, I would do that. But deal. that's why
2: I'm saying he's a better player than Hosmer. That's that's why Goldsmith's like, probably meh. Meh. All right, whatever. Hot, like put it in perspective. Fine. Hosmer in 11 years, in 11 years, has 188 home runs.
1: Right. I, I think I just have the image of like Royals Hosmer in
2: my head from. I think like that also could
0: have something to do with it because he's got the ring. He probably got a little bit more money added to it. In, a, sure. in eleven like I, years,
2: yeah. in eleven, in three seasons, I'm one so of triggered from twenty fifteen. That's in, what it is. In three seasons, <laughs> one of which was the shortened fifty game season that Pete played in, Pete's got a hundred and six home runs. In eleven years, with one of those years being the shortened season, Hosmer has hundred and eighty eight. Pete Alonzo's going to pass Hosmer's home run total for his career next year. Not this year, next year. Mm-hmm. So in year five, he's going to have hit more home runs than Hosmer has hit in 13 seasons. He it's not close. So I would say again, if if Hosmer's that, yeah, I would buy out Pete's arbitration years to get there for 20 million a year. Like, it would but the thing is, is can they put the money on the books this year? And at this point, I don't think the Mets want to do that. No, I don't think so. If they're gonna sign him, it would be next year after after somebody else's money comes off, mm-hmm. like Trevor May's money. Because Trevor May's making what? Ten? I'm, I'm looking sure. it up. I think they signed Trevor May for like ten point five million a year. Sounds possible. I like Trevor. Great dude. I don't know if I want to keep paying him ten million dollars a year. He's uh, seven point seven five. I don't know if I want to pay him $7.75. No. I don't he think sounds so. like a real nice four point five million dollar guy. That sounds more more likely. Yeah. That 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 but yeah, I, I don't think that, it's two three A The, the spend long, is a long time ago. The
1: spend in this offseason has been hefty for the Mets and it seems like it's not done yet. So next year well also here's a here's a follow up question. When is uh DeGrom a free agent again? He might have one more. Are you if DeGrom comes out this season and pitches even remotely decent? You pay him again? Uh,
0: DeGrom, it yeah. looks like there's options past this year, so it looks like he's good until 2025 would be his free agent year. But he has player <laughs> options or team options. Uh, that I'm trying to figure out.
2: Okay. You guys vamp. I'll Please it let out. it be team options. Please, God. Please let I it mean, be team options. I think it's player options. I'm with you, though. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it so is.
0: It's, I, it's a player option next year, uh, but he'd be making $30.5 million on the player option and then the following season is a team option which he'd be making 32.5 million
2: he opts and out he's will, opts will and out before we pay him again so here's so, the danger here's well, the how danger many here's the Scherzer danger Scherzer
0: for?
1: three years because he, he's gonna he's gonna command or
2: money he's gonna command money. he's gonna ask for, so for gonna sure so we're gonna pay
1: two pitchers 80 million
2: dollars <laughs> we're gonna pay two pitchers like 85 million dollars <laughs> Woo! We're gonna pay we're gonna pay two pitchers eighty five million dollars. I'm okay with that. So so <laughs> whoa, hold on hold on we let's circle this all the way back around. Yeah. So the Mets win the World Series. This year? This year. Okay. Everyone gets paid, right? Uh yeah. If the Mets don't make the playoffs, <sighs> do they pay DeGrom? Mmm.
1: If they don't make the playoffs? Do they pay Chrome? I think Listen, last year <laughs> last year the 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 fall was just monumental. Yeah. However, I think we can really look back at it and say, okay, the, the players we did have were not all top like top level top end guys. This year, we have a lot of top end guys. Oh yeah. It's a big problem. If we don't make the playoffs, something went horribly wrong. Coaching, injuries, something had to have gone completely astray that we didn't even make it to like the like the wild card
2: or something. Bro, <sighs> I think I feel you have to keep. I okay, mean, let's even go back. Let's. Uh, I'll even. I'll, I'll placate to you to some degree. Mets kids get bounced first round of the playoffs. Okay. Am I Do you DeGrom? pay DeGrom? Brown?
0: His elbow's a ticking time bomb at this point. So, like, yeah. To, to,
2: to, this is my point. It is a bit scary. This is my point. And my my thing really goes back to, for for me, for a lot of things, is if, if Steve really doesn't care about his money, Steve should buy out Cano in his last year. Because if he buys out Cano, it doesn't go on the salary cap and it doesn't apply to any of those things. So, if he buys out Cano next year, because mm-hmm. it'll only be one year he's buying out left, right? And Cano's deuces, yep. right? He buys out Cano. Mm-hmm. The Mets then have a problem of Lindor's money keeps going up, Scherzer's money goes up a little more. You got to now think you got to pay Jacob. Who's the other third pitcher that's coming in? You're going to have to pay Pete soon. Well, I mean, there's also on the flip side, you're going to have potentially
1: three starting players that are going to be making league minimum. Who in the next um, Alvarez, Beating, Vientos? If those guys, but are that's start- my thing. Where
2: are they playing? So. Uh, Nimo, you're going to have to pay soon. Canna's only a two-year deal. But Canna's only a two-year deal, but Canna is not going to get bought out after, after Nick, this up episode. I'm not here. saying he is, but I'm saying have, two years from now. You're going to have Nimmo, Canna, and you're going to have Marte in outfield. Right. For the next two years. Sure. You're going to have Dom, Smith, and Pete at first and DH. You're going to have Francisco Lindor at shortstop. Mm-hmm. You're going to have second base third base and catcher with any type of variability yep You right now have jd davis jeff mcdeal mccann right where are you going with anybody i think from uh like the you're
1: talking about Beatty and all those guys all those other contracts
2: come up we have to the happy marriage
1: of having top tier talent and then also having your supporting cast members be affordable you have to kind of assume that you want to keep Pete. As much as Nimmo is a great player, he's probably replaceable. No shot.
2: He's not replaceable.
1: Kind of replaceable. Not at all. I understand that he has a decent average, has good at-bats, decent defender, but you, if I, if I told you tomorrow Brandon Nimmo sprained his ankle was never going to play baseball again and Khalil
2: Lee is his replacement at I, half a million we, dollars a year, we're we're, we're in trouble. Maybe. Maybe. So let me put this in perspective. Last year Brandon Nimmo's war was a 3-6 in 325 at bats. Okay? Pete Alonso for the entire season was a 4-2. So you're telling me Pete you keep but a guy who played half the games is a no-go. If Pete if if Nimmo plays the entirety of last season at that same pace, he's a 7-2 war player pretty much. Okay. At 7-2 war, he's worth more than Pete Goldschmidt. That's a $30 million player. So, so hold on. So, tell
1: me, so, you have to pick one pitcher, one infielder, and one outfielder. Yes. To build your team around. Go. Cool.
2: Nimmo? Lindor?
1: Well, you already you already have Marte for the next four or five years. But so. I would
2: rather have Nimmo over Marte. You're telling me I have to pick So, then why do we sign him? him? Because we're paying for everybody. My point to you is, is that... Just because we paid for Marte doesn't mean that we're not keep. We should be. Who's a better Nimmo.
1: player? Nimmo. In, in all facets.
2: Yeah. Well, which ones? Everything that has to do with hitting the ball, everything that has to do with being at the plate. He is better. I think that they are comparable as outfielders. Nimo has been forced to play out of position for himself in center field routinely. If he is, get, is allowed to play corner outfield, he is a plus defender. So now we're talking about a guy who's the best on-base percentage person in all of MLB. Every single human you know who what, plays the game was, of baseball is worse than Nimmo. Name a player in MLB right now. Hold on, I, I just need Name to, a player, just any any guy you want. Uh, Starling worse than Nimmo. At what? At getting on base. Well, these can you pull up Nimmo's stats for me? His on-base percentage was 400-plus for the third consecutive season.
1: I'm waiting for Deets. We're going to go line I also line
0: have here. I also have an interesting thing afterwards. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Brandon Nimmo, uh, you want this year's stats? Yes, please. So he had
1: – And I understand – give me his at-bats first. He had
0: 325 at-bats.
1: Okay. And Marte had 467. Continue.
0: He had a 292 batting average.
1: Marte had a 310 batting average. Eight home runs. Marte had
2: 12. 28 RBIs.
1: Marte at 55. Oh, we can't
2: go in counting stats. You can't you can't look at the guy. Okay, who, no, I understand
1: you had 100 less than that Sure. The best. Okay. What's his what's his what's his OBP?
0: Uh his OPS uh OPS is No, um, on
1: base percentage.
0: Oh, uh 401. Okay.
2: 383. And more at bats, so fine. Yes, but how many years in a row did Nimmo get four hundred plus? That was his third year in a row. Marte's OBP the last th- Oh, excuse me third out of four years he was was only a 376 in 2019 when he batted 221 and was injured
1: okay so fine from an on-base perspective i agree with you okay but i think if you're talking about who's more of a Top not level. even just
2: that. Not even just that. Slugging, they're very similar. OPS, sure. yes, they're so very they're similar. So they're both great players. Fine. So my but point is, why are we so gassed and why are we so gassed about Marte? But you're very, very quick to be like, we could just let Nimmo go. Because we, are, uh, I'm saying from a perspective of if, if money becomes a question, even though it doesn't seem like it's going, yeah, to be, I trade Marte. Okay. Because how old is Starling Marte? 33 and change. How old is Nimmo? 28, 29.
0: Don't know. He's 28. And 313 days.
2: 28, 29. So we got a guy who's four years younger, who's the same player in almost every other facet. Yeah, I, I have my answer. I'd rather go with Nimmo. Nimmo gets so underplayed by everybody always. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm with you. He ends up picking up these injuries. He misses weird time. Like things happen to Nimmo. But when you look at Nimmo's seasons where he gets 500 plus at bats, you start scaling him together. He is an I absolute Listen, unit.
1: I love watching him play. I'm, I'm not saying – I I personally want him as a player. 20, I'm saying
2: if we have a limit. 2018 the we is the last time Nimmo got 500-plus at-bats. Dude, that's bad. <laughs> and in that season, he had 28 doubles, 8 triples, 17 home runs. He had a 404 on base percentage and an eight eighty six OPS. So at, at what point does he have the in injury-prone In 2018, test? that would have made him – that would have made him a 24 year old. At 24, he was an 886 OPS, 20 home run guy. He's a great player. Listen, I'm I'm on the
1: same page as you. I get that. At what point does he have the injury tag where it's like I need to get someone who's going to be
2: here for 155 games? He has it already. Right. So I'm listen. I'm I'm with you. And the age is my, only going to more. My point is, I I am not as quick to just say Nimmo sprains an ankle and can never play baseball again and we're okay. If Nimmo is okay. not <laughs> in our lineup, if Nimmo is not in our lineup. We are in, like Nimmo's going to bat two for us. Yeah. Like Nimmo's batting second. So but as it's because stands, Marte steals more bases. So
1: so back to the original question of yes. what is the shit show if the Mets don't if we get bounced from the playoffs in the first round and yes. don't win the World Series? Yes. They're, that's what i'm saying something has to go astronomically wrong because as we keep saying it this this lineup that we have assembled is actually a world series tier lineup yes. last year was like okay we have a pretty solid lineup. no
2: last year was a world series tier lineup we said that and then we got absolutely screwed So that's my point that's why i'm asking the question this, i don't think this, our lineup, this lineup is better than i don't last think year. our lineup is that much better than last year's lineup. it's a little bit better okay tell me why who who was our left fielder last year dom smith cool he Bad, like well shit. again, so but like, <laughs> if I if you want me to pull up Dom Smith, let's pull up Dom Smith in in, in Dom Smith. So Smith's who's a left fielder this year? Brandon Nimmo. Great. That's an upgrade, yes.
1: Yes. Can I,
2: can I have um Canada stats? Yes. But Thank let you. me just put this in perspective. The year before last year, Dom Smith 993 OPS. I, I The year sure. before that, 881 OPS. So when I say. That it's an upgrade? I don't know if I am being completely honest. 2020 he batted 316 with a 6,16 slugging percentage for a 993 OPS. Yes, it was only in 50 games, all that good jive. The year before, he played 90 games, and he had a 282 batting average, 525 slugging and 880 OPS. So all I'm saying is that Dom Smith who we had had for two consecutive years, that was who we had. Playing left field for us last year. So mm-hmm. going into last year versus going into this year, even. For Dom and Nemo. How Nimmo? we had to think about the player. Sure. So Fine. even. Wash.
1: Okay. So. Dom Smith versus Nemo. So so they're the, so in your head uh, uh, for this scenario they're the same player. Left, same quality player. Even, so if even I said David. we traded Nemo instead of Dom, how do you feel?
2: Terrible. So then they're I not don't the same thing. No, But my point is going into last year. But I'm talking about going into this no, no, year. No, 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 no. When we walked into last year, you were making assumptions. Sure. Well, when we saw, and and th- when th- you and sat down, was, yes. this lineup was fine. What your most recent history would have been. And Dom Smith is a thousand OPS left fielder. So in actuality, last year's left fielder is better than this year's left fielder. Done. Cool. So last year was better. So we thought last year was better. Who was our center fielder? Uh, Marte versus Nemo Nimmo? yeah right so what was Nimo coming off of in to his 2020 shortened season you tell me what Marte did in 2020 in 2020 Starling Marte
1: only played oh no he had okay um he bad just give me an OPS I know. uh his OPS was
2: 770 so we we got worse at center field this year because Nimmo was coming off of an 888 center field season in 2020. So we got worse than left, worse than center. What are we doing right? No, Mar- we had Mark Canna. Do, do you so, really
0: want Canna stats? Because they're not...
2: Yeah, yeah, I do.
0: So this is the thing that jumped out at me. He got hit by 27 pitches last year and still only had a on base percent, uh, an OPS of 746. So like on base percentage, he was 358.
2: 27 and and 27. last year coming into the season... We had Michael Conforto, who was coming off a 9.27 OPS. So our outfield right now substantially worse than last year's outfield. Let's well, go next. We're uh, making assumptions in the preseason, just to, right, just to right be now, clear. I'm yes. making an assumption well, well, in the from, preseason. from our last well, year. My preseason. point to you is what we're doing right now is an assumption. No, so so, so all I'm saying for the so for the people listening, the
1: best. For all I'm saying for the people listening is we're comparing to our assumptions from At this time points. last year. At yes. both points. Yes. So
2: last year, last
1: year we went into the season like. Damn, the Mets are disgusting. We're going to win the World Series. Last
2: year, you had three outfielders with a 900-plus OPS season the year before. Right. Three. This year, you have two guys who are in the 700s and one guy who's in the 800s. Outfield has gotten worse. Cool, next. No, those are my main people. No, go infield.
1: Because uh, you're who saying do we, we, have, a, we, we in, have a
2: World Series lineup right now on. versus last year. You're telling me we didn't think we had a World Series. No, we absolutely thought. i am I blanking on who we signed for third base?
0: Escobar. Escobar. Eduardo,
2: Escobar. Eduardo Escobar.
0: Eduardo Escobar versus J.D. Davis. Wash. Do you want to hear something fun about this uh, Mets team as well? Please, Dennis. 2024. Uh, they have 19 players that are under contract and $149 million in uh, payroll. That would currently be fifth in the league of this year. With all the uh, teams in the NFL. That's why
2: everything's broken. <laughs> yeah, but also you got to look at it. There's a lot of money that's still going to get paid in the not, for, not not too distant future that's going to change that
0: number. Well, no, what I'm saying is like they still have to pay Pete in that time. No, I'm, to I'm saying Grom. to you,
2: other teams didn't sign Carlos Carrasco, or not Carlos, Carlos Correa. Like there's guys who are free agents who are going to sign to bigger teams, and those teams are going to add $30 million to their payroll so the Mets payroll is not 149 will not end up being in the top five by the time everybody starts finishing up their teams this year that's all I'm trying to say separate from that separate from that so
1: cool. J- third, third base is a wash J.D. Davis Eduardo yeah shortstop we expect them to both
2: be Lindor so it's a, it's a wash
1: cool uh second base McNeil or
2: Cano, versus McNeil, McNeil uh, yeah coming off of McNeil seasons sure we got worse in second sure Oh, I hope McNeil starts over, Cano. Pete, Pete.
1: Sure. Pete's great. McCann, McCann. McCann's new, last season
2: going into it was better. Jacob deGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Marcus Stroman, Carlos Carrasco. T-Walk. The Mets got worse at pitcher.
0: Even So the history, Mets sir. have
2: gotten worse as a hidden club. Did we? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, so we subtract, subtract Stroman going into the season, but it's now – Fine. But now it's DeGrom, Max Scherzer, Carrasco, T Walk, and, yeah. and T McGill. Yeah, we got worse. I'd say it's a wash. Oh, no shot. We got For worse. Sure. I would say Carrasco's Carrasco, but we were expecting Carrasco's a, Carrasco's we were expecti- a wash. We we're expecting Walker. a four.
2: Walker is Walker. You're expecting a, wash. a four. Sure. McGill versus Strowman. Sure. We got a huge downgrade. Yeah. uh uh expensive. Expecting Noah Syndergaard at some point. We were, we
1: we're expecting him halfway through the season. So call. So equate. I honestly, if we're expecting him halfway through the season like last year, I would give him McGill's quality. We weren't know. We didn't know what we were going to get. No, we expected we were getting Noah Syndergaard. No, we didn't. We didn't know what you were going to get after Tommy John, like in a year and a half. Okay, off. fine. So
2: so yeah. Like my 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 thing is, then we're going to go and we'll say that we definitely took a downgrade. Versus him versus uh, Scherzer. I'm with you. Right. But the difference between Syndergaard and Scherzer is not as big of a chasm as the difference between McGill and Stroman. Stroman. Yeah. So we got worse at pitcher. So we got worse at pitcher. We got worse in the outfield versus what our expectation was going into that year. And then we underperformed. We choked in the second half. My thing is, going into this right now, Yes, we got Scherzer and we brought him in. I think Escobar's a good player. Canna, I think, will, will be a fine, serviceable guy for us to have out there. He's, he knows how to win. We talk about the clutch hit percentage. He, he hits okay I think in the clutch.
1: Just, I look at him as more of a, at a, at a, at a cons- consistency perspective versus Conforto. I just think Conforto's just always been way too up and down.
2: But, we, again, we, we downgraded from what Conforto's best is. Canna has right. never been Conforto. Yes. Conforto is a better player than Canna. So no matter what going into this season, I don't actually look at this and say that you could reasonably say that we have more hype mm-hmm. separate from Scherzer. But my thing is is our overall pitching staff is still light. Yes. Versus I agree. last year's team. I'm
1: I'm a little more comfortable with Marte in center field than I am
2: Nimmo, but it's fine. I, I think that Marte versus Dom Smith balances the Mets lineup better mm-hmm. because it creates a situation where we have we're replacing Dom Smith potential big bomber hitter mm-hmm. with a guy who can actually lead off steel bases and and score on a single from second base Yep. we did not have that as much so thus we had little parts of the game that if we weren't hitting home runs we were in trouble so when I look at those things I go cool we have some some upgrades J.D. Davis is always undersold as a third baseman for us. He has been, will be. We have a guy coming in who was an all-star last year, but I don't necessarily think he's a a, a massive difference from what we had with J.D. Davis. So when I'm looking at the true lineup, our our biggest reasons why we have hope is Lindor's start to the year was abysmal. Mm -hmm. Pete Alonso's start to the year was abysmal. If both of those players play how they finished, the Mets are going to be a much better team because I would then expect Marte and Canna and like our squad Mm -hmm. to play better overall. And then we don't know what Robinson Cano is. We don't know anything else, but I'm standing by. We, we thought last year's team going in, the only team that I could look at was the Dodgers. Yep. Well when we were looking at the projections
1: for the year, we were like, God, this is ridiculous. The Braves not shouldn't be above us, whatever. No the shot. Braves ended,
2: ended up winning the World Series. Yeah. So And fine. part of that had to do with the collapse of the Mets.
1: Yes, absolutely. We we went into the all star break with a six game lead and like we yep. we were gonna play four games against the Pirates. We could have run away with the division in yep. August. Yep.
2: But, you know, collapse of the century. So that's why I'm saying if this is a collapse again. I don't know what happens. And listen, that's why because last year's team should have been a team that's that why was baseball so Competing for
1: everything. It's not. It's not the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills where you know, hey guys, we're probably going to win ten games and be a.
2: Like, neither team, team. Neither team. Yeah. Neither team in the Super Bowl. I know that's crazy. So again, I, listen. Of all of the teams, we know who's always going to be good in the ML, in in NFL. Mm-hmm. The MLB, you have just this dramatic shift of quality. And it's why I go back and I say, I know it's because you have Jonathan Villar and Kevin Pillar starting too many games mm-hmm. and not Khalil Lees and Brett Beatty's and Mark Vientos. I mean,
1: because that, that, is, that is a very real thing, too. Is like the NBA, the NFL, you get the guy who's brand spanking new, 24 years old, coming in every Facts. single year and, and refreshing Facts. and adding a Look new. The, the
2: Grizzlies are great all of a sudden. Why? Zaire Williams, really good player, got dropped in the draft. John Morant. I love him. Superstar player. Yep. Only 22, 23 years old. Yep. Like those their young players have changed the entire Cleveland Cavaliers. Another they get the kid Mobley. Mobley comes in. Now all of a sudden their defense is in, incredible in the paint. And they have a good uh point guard. Yep. Magically that team is now winning games. It's because young players are are given as equal of an opportunity to start. In the NBA, unless you're on the New York Knicks, of any 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 of the sports, NFL, same thing. Uh, uh, you look at the you look at the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. James Robinson was an undrafted rookie free agent who came in. They gave him the starting job and killed it. They they then had a new coaching staff come in, and a guy gets drafted super high to be the guy in the end of the first round, and he ends up hurting himself, and that the same guy runs through the through the world on it again. The MLB doesn't have it, so you have this terribleness because you don't have good players playing. They're in the yeah. minors, wasting away. We, we have
1: we have this weird situation where, like the NBA, you can have an NBA starting lineup that's all young guys. Right? Yes, and it's you get a you get a casual MLB starting lineup that's maybe all young guys, but they're all terrible, or maybe it's one or two young guys and then a bunch of really old guys that are on the way out of the. And like, the, just the quality of the game is so random, almost.
2: Yeah. and it's bad. And it's bad because you have a consolidation at the top of all the best players, and then you have bottom teams who are trying to control guys as long as they can, and then they they let them play for a couple of years and then they trade them to the good teams. Right. And
1: I think if if you're looking at it like the NBA is a little bit easier to like quantify. If you, if you look at a, a good team, you need some veteran presence, but veteran presence on from five starters can be two of the five. Yeah. So if you're talking about that, sixty percent of your starting team is young, up and coming guys if you look at an MLB field it's maybe two of yeah nine. like
2: I, I actually I, I look at because you have the 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 difference between the two sides and I'll, I'll give the the I think the NFL is actually better because you can look at it 11 verse 9 sure um because you can look at it at just that side of the ball yep Jamar Chase changed the entirety of the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. right one player rookie Hadn't played football in over a year because he sat out with COVID. So the last time he played was the last time that he played with the quarterback who had been a rookie the year before. Jamar Chase is now the best receiver in the NFL. He's 22, mm-hmm. 21. But I mean, if you look at that, he changed it. Their whole receiving core is a bunch well, of young guys. But I'm right? more like, saying that that you one, one young spark guy plug. came Absolutely. in, and now coverages are shifted to him. You have multiple guys over there, but he's able to come in, and the rest of your team is great. But that one guy. If you had replaced him with the fact that you kept throwing the football to Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd's not a bad player, but he's not Jamar Chase. Yep. The MLB's problem is they will play Tyler Boyd till he's 35. Yep. So that they don't have to bring up Jamar Chase until he's 23.
1: And I think you look at like the you look at every team in in those two other sports. They have at least one or two guys that you look at as like those are going to be our spark plugs. Yeah. Those are going to be our guys who are going to be with us for a while. If you look at a team like the Pirates. I don't have anybody. Like, there's nobody like that. There's, there, there's no like trying. Sure, the the Orioles have Cedric Mullins, but other than that, not much surround like supporting cast. Yeah. They and they're not bringing up the Adley Rushmans of the world who are yeah. going to
2: be be adding to that. And
1: it's like, well, why?
2: And that's why I think it it makes the game so much more dramatically bad. And I look at last year's Mets team, and it's the perfect dichotomy of the problem. You had three guys who were killing it in the minors, killing it and you refuse to bring them up and see if they were better, then the veteran always going to be a backup guy. And it's like the fact that in this league that's always what it is. Meanwhile, you go to the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we have this old veteran guy who's on our team. Dude gets cut for the rookie. Uh, uh, Lenny, Leonard Fournette got cut for James Robinson. Andre... The seventh overall pick in the draft a couple years earlier was cut because they saw what they had in an undrafted free agent. They spent no draft picks, no money, and they cut the other guy. That does not happen in baseball. Baseball goes and goes, "Mm, no, we're just going to let this guy ride out and let him play till he's 36 because we'd rather just pay him minimum than see this guy end up being great and have to pay that guy more money too soon. That is makes such a worse sport, and just one yep. team take advantage of the fact that everybody else is retarded. And this is why the CBA is going to be broken.
1: Yeah, and, and one final thing before we close this off, because Dennis telling me that we're we're running for a while.
2: I'm, I think we've only been going for like two hours now.
1: Oh, that's it. <laughs> um, I think with the way that the dynamic is with all these negotiations, and with everyone's goal to be to get started before the season is. Um I think they're just going to kind of meet in the middle and not actually get the real like rocks done yep. that are going to make the the future of the game like actually good. It's just going to be like hey, like all right, fine we'll make a couple of concessions so we can play this season and like go. I don't think it's actually going to be good for like the long term of the sport and we're going to have this situation again.
2: Both sides need to be unhappy because they made the other side happy where they wanted to be happy. And they had to give up something that they thought that was theirs to get what really they needed. Yep. And the players need to give up. They need to give up on the fact that they think that they've always negotiated super strong because it's hurting them. Because they 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 messed up a long time ago and they didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to put a Band-Aid on a gash that they've let get gangrenous. Mm-hmm. bro chop the leg off man move yeah. on
1: well and then and that's the the tough decision so we'll see how it all unfolds it it seems like it's going to be a, a slow-ish process there i know they're still trying to hopefully get things going on time but it seems unlikely so we'll keep you guys updated um thanks for listening thanks for watching make sure you like and subscribe again and we'll see you on the next episode A tiny to the moon
2: baseball lifestyle is my lifestyle